Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to another Ars Blog Arscast on Arsblog.com in association with OleOle.com, the football community website. On the way between now and the end, we've got the man in the bar who's got a player history. As well as that, um, we've got the man in the bar. Yeah, he's got a player history. Did I mention that? And possibly there'll be a player history from the man in the bar. Yep, it's been that kind of a week, unfortunately. Not a whole lot going on. Uh, There is some stuff to comment on, but, you know, there's nothing much happening uh, of a concrete nature. Although it is still very early in the summer, people are getting a little bit stressed, I think. Which is fair enough. But me? Nah, I'm going to maintain a zen-like calm between now and the end of the transfer window. Because, seriously, what's the point in getting transfer envy of other clubs who are spending money when we're not spending any. And even though uh, there's every chance we might buy somebody between now and the start of the season, uh, what's the point in getting crazy now? Seriously. If we don't sign anyone by the end of August, then go do lally. I would suggest going do lally. um, Because you'd be within your rights to do so. But now, so early in the season, so early in the summer, chill out for a little while. Let's just uh, see what happens. Manchester United have uh, gone into the market and bought a couple of uh, players from Portugal. And as well as that, Owen Hargreaves will join them for somewhere in the region of £17 million, which is rather a lot of money for a guy that, to me, isn't that much better than someone like uh, Matthew Flamini. I uh, don't know too much about the other guys, but people are saying, look, United, they've just won the league, they've gone out and bought players and strengthened. Yes, they have. And they've done it in a way that we probably should have done. But unfortunately, we don't do things um, in the same way as anybody else. Arsenal is rather unique in that regard. So um, I think uh, expecting or hoping even uh, for us to behave in the transfer market like any other club... Um, You're just going to drive yourself mad, so stop it, stop it. Have you stopped? Okay, good. Now, uh, stories during the week about Thierry Henry, apparently at a press conference in Beijing where he was over at some um, sporty doodah thing. Uh, He said that uh, he's an Arsenal player for now. Now, we all know how uh, it's possible that that quote got taken out of context or a journalist simply just put in the for now bit at the end. So it gets widely reported and then becomes fact. 
If he did say that, it is a slight uh, difference in the stance that uh, how many times do I have to say I'm staying? Should I go around with a T-shirt saying I'm staying at Arsenal? Stop asking me. Uh, And then you have uh, stories uh, from Spain, and it's fairly obvious that that Barcelona still want Thierry Henry, despite uh, his assurances and Arsene Wenger's assurances. Uh, You have stories coming from Spain. They jumped on that for now thing, and uh, the doors are open, and all the kind of cliches they use about their transfer business. And funny enough, I was trying... Uh, very hard uh, this week to get somebody from uh, either El Mundo or Sport, uh, the two Catalan uh, newspapers. I wanted to try and find a journalist, but uh, was unable to do so, uh, despite ringing up and despite uh, sending a couple of emails. Nobody got back to me. So if there's an English-speaking journalist uh, working for El Mundo uh, and working or working for uh, the Sport newspaper that would like to come on and talk about all this Thierry Henry transfer speculation, please uh, do get in touch uh, through the webpage. And if anybody knows uh, one of those journalists, uh, uh, you could let me know as well. Anyway, I can't quite remember what my point is now oh yeah uh thierry henry marca ran a story which is obviously just designed to annoy uh, el mundo and, and the catalan press saying that that barcelona were going to offer arsenal 17 million pounds and samuletto for thierry henry lunacy it sounds like a wonderful offer but it's like somebody saying i'm going to give you my house and my car and all my money for free what you just have it where's the catch no, there's no catch, I promise. I promise. Unless, of course, Etu has got dry rot. Yeah, I never thought of that. But it is one of those uh, just ludicrous stories that, that you know, uh, doesn't bear any examination or doesn't bear uh, any thinking about, really, because it's it's so obviously false. Uh, as I said last week, uh, this is all happening when the uh, the title race in Spain is, is going down to the wire and it's so exciting. So they're making these things up now and in the summer, later in the summer, it's going to be uh, crazy mental. Marca today, or today being Thursday, uh, Marca are running a story about Arsene Wenger uh, going to be the manager of Barcelona if Frank Reichardt leaves. Unfortunately, it's not uh, on the online edition, but I can imagine it's just, you know, uh, Wenger will come if Reichardt leaves. And Reichardt has been talking about leaving Barcelona, uh, but uh, Wenger will come. And obviously, he would bring Henri with him and maybe Sesk too. So uh, we'll have to wait for that to hit the presses uh, in the UK and uh, on the news uh, feeds. And um, yeah, we can give that one uh, as much credence as it deserves, really. Now, a uh, look at uh, the rest of the week's news a little bit later on, but a new feature now on the Arscast. Sort of like a, a problem feature, if you will. Uh, somebody writes me a letter, and I play them their favorite song at the end of it. It's classic and timeless, I think. Or perhaps it's uh, old and cliched. Who can tell? This week's letter comes from... Uh, Somebody who only wants to be known as A.H. from somewhere in the south of England. And they say, Dear Arse Blogger, a couple of years ago, life was so good for me. Everything I touched seemed to turn to gold. And when an offer came for me to move to a new country and start a new job with a great new company, it seemed too good to be true. Sort of like being married to Kylie Minogue and Angelina Jolie at the same time. There were higher wages a better quality company, and my workmates were far better than the ones I had before. At first, everything seemed to be going well, and I worked ever so hard to show how excited I was at this fantastic opportunity. Although my performances weren't always up to scratch, I I tried my very hardest. The boss would come up to me and give me encouragement on our specially arranged training days, and my colleagues would say, Hey, come on, we know you're not that shit. The first year seemed to just fly by, 
even though I missed some games with injury, and we got to the final of a Europe-wide competition for our particular business, but unfortunately missed out on the big prize. This year, it's all gone wrong though. The poor performances have been coming thicker and faster than a dinosaur with raging diarrhea. And even the simplest thing like passing a pen to the bloke across from me has been impossible. I end up giving it to someone else entirely. What's worse is the customers really seem to have noticed how bad things are and that's really upset me. I'm baffled as to what's going on and although I want to try and at least work hard, I just can't seem to be arsed. As well as that, I found myself going out to nightclubs and rocking down to the electric boogaloo. Then, if you can believe this, we take it higher. At this point, I'm beginning to think it might be best if I look for a new job. I know the boss and the workmates are fine with me, but I can't stand the abuse from the customers. Oh, for fuck's sake, they say, as I hand them their purchase but miss and it falls on the floor and I stand there looking at someone else coming along and picking it up and running off with it. I'm so sad and depressed and lonely, and I hope you can play my favorite song to make me feel better. Thanks, Ars Blogger, from A.H. Well, A.H., here's your song. Oh, what a terribly sad letter that was. It really touched at, at my heartstrings. And a very appropriate song as well. So who knows what will happen on next week's Arscast. Maybe another one of those. If somebody was to write in with a problem or with a sad tale to Arscast at arsblog.com, I'm sure it would be read out if it was uh, good enough and entertaining enough. And uh, who knows? Anyway, there you go. So I said in this particular section that I go over the rest of the week's news, uh, but there really has Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Some bin. A great deal of news. Uh, the preseason tournaments were announced, of course. The uh, Amsterdam tournament where Arsenal will play against uh, Nazio and Ajax. Uh, and the Emirates Cup, which will be played at home with matches against uh, PSG and Inter Milan against Patrick Vieira. Mm-hmm. Good warm-up games, though, you have to say, uh, ahead of the new season. Uh, as well as that, of course, we will in August have uh, Champions League qualifiers against as-yet-unknown opposition. Um, what else happened? Uh, Adi Bayor had some um, difficulties during the week. He was accepted back into the Togonian squad. And then they said, well, um, no, you're not, because uh, you, haven't, uh, you haven't responded to this letter. And he said, I never got a letter. And they said, you did get a letter, but you sent it back. 
Um, so it's all very confusing. I don't know why they can't just have a dance-off or something like that. Adi Bayor against the head of the, the, the Togo FA. Body popping, a little bit of uh, moonwalking, all that kind of stuff. The winner uh, chooses what the, the other one does. So if Adi Bayor wins, he can come back and sack the guy in the FA. And all the players get paid their World Cup bonuses. If Adi Bayor should lose, uh, then he will be forced to play for uh, Tuppence Hapenny. And all the other boys will go to bed without their oats that particular night. Liam Brady was in the Irish press talking about the transfers and who we might sign. And, and he seems to think uh, Arsene will sign maybe two or three experienced uh, sort of players. Which makes some sense, I suppose. But as I said about transfers, send like calm. Um, that's me meditating. I can just block it all out. Listen, listen. Listen to me blocking it out. Listen. Oh, beer, is there nothing you can't block out? So the rest of the week's news. Um, yeah, well, um, hmm. Yeah, uh, there really wasn't any. So now what? I could tell jokes, but firstly, I don't know any. Um, and secondly, well, you don't really need to have any more problems than actually not knowing any jokes. I could sing a song, perhaps. Not going to sing a song either, sorry. And poems, I'm not going there. Um, hmm. Perhaps for next week's Arscast, we could, as somebody suggested, uh, send in your all-time cunts 11, which is the uh, 11, let's say, keep it to Premiership players. Uh, but the 11 Premiership players uh, that you hate or have hated the most down the years, playing in a 4-4-2 formation, um, send them in to arscast at arsblog.com, arscast at arsblog.com, and we can go through um, your teams and see who are the most hated players down through the years. Uh, so that could be interesting. So if you have the, the gumption um, and the time, perhaps, uh, to provide some material for next week's Arscast so I don't have to consider singing songs or, or poems or, or things like that, uh, then simply email your team to arscast at arsblog.com. Okay, uh, we'll go to the bar, where the man in the bar has another player history. Ah, hello there, there you are again. Uh, we were talking this week about players with, with rude names, like that fella, Stefan Kuntz. They used to play for, for Germany. And now we were trying to think of Arsenal ones. There was old Tony Woodcock, of course, who lived in Cockbusters. Eh, probably not, but he was called Woodcock because he had a wooden cock. It's true. Uh, on his uh, deck out in the garden, a little wooden statue of a cockerel. Then there was the fellow from the 1930s. Not too many people ever heard of him, and he never played a, a first-team game because I don't think they could get his name on the programme. His name was old... Archie, stick it up your fucking hole, you cutting bollock, key bag, piss face wanker, yeah. I think he was foreign. The other one that we all came up with was David Seaman, or Spunky, as he was known. A lot of people think that's because uh, of his name, Seaman and, and Spunk. But it's not true. It's because after every single game, David Seaman had to have a nice cold pint of sperm to calm him down. Because uh, otherwise uh, he'd go mad and go out into town like Tony Adams. He joined Arsenal from Queen's Park Rangers in 1990 for about £225,307.96p. Approximately. 
and he became one of the most famous goalies in England, going on to make the England number one position his own. He was very well known because of his moustache and his funny laugh, which went a little bit like this. God, it was infectious, so it was. Nobody who ever heard him laughing could stop laughing themselves. He had some great moments with Arsenal, penalty saving here, there and everywhere, but he had some funny moments too, like balls going in over the top of his head, like in the European Cup Winners' Cup Final. That wasn't much fun at all. But he was a vital part of the sides that won the league with Arsene Wenger, and won the double with Arsene Wenger. And won the double again, even though one of the seasons he only played a few of the games and three of the keepers got a medal. He played until he was 73 years of age and it became slightly apparent when he couldn't get his arse off the ground that his time at Arsenal was to come to an end. He moved to Manchester City, but he retired at the end of the following season to concentrate on his media work and fishing and laughing for children who were terminally ill in hospital. Hello there, little fella, he'd say. <coughs> oh, you should have seen their terrified little faces. Oh, ho, ho. Nowadays he spends his time fishing for trout, combing food out of his moustache, and I never once mentioned his lovely, lovely hair, did I? That's because it was fucking minging. The man in the bar will be back with another player history on next week's Arscast. Now, you'll have noticed there's been no blog chat on this week's Arscast yet, and, and there isn't one. Um, due to the lack of, of guests, everyone's gone on their holidays, and, and there's no real news or no matches and what have you to talk about. So um, there is no uh, blog chat this week. Some of you, I can hear you saying, thank God. Uh, but it does mean that this week's Arscast is a little bit shorter uh, than usual. Um, we will, as I said, try and get somebody in over the next few weeks to, to fill out the time. And, of course, uh, you will uh, be sending in your Cunts 11s uh, for next week's uh, Arscast as well. Some discussion we can have on those. Uh, the email address, once again, is arscast at arsblog.com. Now, um, I could try and waffle and fill out the time, but uh, that would do nobody any good, least of all me, because um, I can't think of anything to talk about anymore, ever again. So this is probably the last, last Arscast ever. Until next week, of course. Uh, so, until then, uh, have a good week. Don't go too mad waiting for transfers. Uh, Zen like Cam, remember? Um, yeah. Have a good week. Talk to you on next week's Arscast. Bye. Na 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 na
she's got the look. Oh, for fuck's sake, don't tell anybody you heard me singing that song or I fucking bitch you. Please. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.